everyone, and welcome to our after school election special. I am Katie Petrick, and tonight it's all about the midterms, which are still going on. So what do the results mean for Joe Biden over the next two years? What could 2024 look like with Donald Trump wanting another shot and Ron DeSantis at peak popularity? Uh, and will the Democrats even allow Joe Biden to seek a second term? Because he will be 82 years old. So without further ado, I want to welcome our panel tonight, starting with my educated partner and host of Christ and Culture, the man with an unhealthy obsession for all things pumpkin spice, it is Mr. David Fiorazzo. Next, we have the face of One Nation, U.S. history super nerd and host of our brand new <laughs> special nerd. on American political parties, <laughs> whose last episode wraps up tomorrow night at 7 p.m. Central, so you better stay tuned for that one, Dr. Jake Jacobs. And finally, but certainly not least, coming to us live from DeSantis land, That's it's right. author, speaker, father of a dozen or more kids, and host of the Newman Report, Mr. Alex Newman. Yay. Well, welcome one, welcome all. We've got an hour and plenty to discuss. So for those of you who are watching on Facebook and YouTube right now, please add your two to three to four to five, maybe even six cents in the comment section as we move along throughout the night. All right, so we're going to kick things off tonight with the United States House of Representatives races. And of course, that includes Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez. <laughs> of course, I need to put her in there anytime I can. But uh, we're going to go into the midterms with uh, Democrats controlling the majority by just a slim margin, 22 to 2012 uh, for the Republican seats, and 218, it's the magic number, needing to control the House. So David, yes. what... Do we know about the results for the House? Well, I'm, I want to kind of burst everybody's uh, bubble here with, as far as expectations go because I had a list of uh, things to watch, races to watch, and names that I wasn't really that familiar with. Uh, and I'm just kind of just going to do this because <laughs> I think it's important that we talk about deeper issues. Um, I was very disappointed that there wasn't uh, more than a red trickle overall, unless you're Alex Newman's Florida. Right, DeSantis and Rubio, they kick butt. Um, but I was, very, I was just disappointed. I, and, and that shows me that I had expectations. Shame on me, because if you look at worldview surveys from Barna and, Reese and uh, Pew and Gallup, the, the biblical worldview and the belief in God in this nation is at an all-time low. So how could I expect that voters will vote biblical values. How would I expect that? Why would I think that, especially in Wisconsin? So I was disappointed. Our, the governor, the radical governor, uh, Emperor Evers, got reelected. I was disappointed in a lot of things around the country. But I know there were some good things. But bottom line is, we, I think I have to go start off with the Bible. And I have to go back to Psalm 33, verses 10 through 12. And it says, The Lord nullifies the counsel of the nations. He frustrates the plans of the peoples. The counsel of the Lord stands forever. The plans of his heart from generation to generation. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord, the people whom he has chosen for his own inheritance. And I'll just say it is of my opinion that we were once a blessed nation. We still are the freest country. We are still very exceptional in my opinion, but God does not have 
has given us his favor like he did in the early days of this nation, I believe. Because we have rejected him. We, now we have gone to Romans 1. We have gone to Isaiah 5.20. We are calling evil good and good evil. And, and a lot of our politicians are doing that. We're doing things that, that you would never think should be done to young children, whether it's the transgender surgeries or the public schools. And I know I'm on a rant here. And I'm a little just miffed at, at the election. But I have to understand, if I was expecting different results and I was disappointed, that means I've got to go back to any foundation I have, and that would be the Word of God and the biblical worldview. That's the only thing that gives me any stability. God, the Bible, it's an anchor. The hope we have in Christ is an anchor to our soul. And so that was a lesson for me when I saw some of these results and I was just shaking my head going, this is America. We are declining morally. One friend calls it this moral rot that we are now seeing. We're trying to elect good people, but it's so few and far between. We, there's, I wish there were more DeSantis's. I wish there were more Jim Jordans and uh, you know Rubio's. I wish there were more uh, Kentucky, Rand Paul's, and so many others. But I do want to read one more scripture, and then I'll let you guys chime in. I know, and I, don't, I didn't mention any races specifically because, I don't know, I hope we get the control back in the house. But I want to go to the book of Daniel real quick because this is my lesson and I hope you can take something from this that God is sovereign and if you all believe in God, which I know you do, and understand that he's got a plan for this nation, I don't know how much longer I, I would expect his judgment soon because of how we have rejected him. But Daniel 2.20, it says, let the name of God be blessed forever and ever for wisdom and power belong to him. It is he who changes the times and the epochs. He removes kings and establishes kings. He gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to men of understanding. It is he who reveals the profound and hidden things. He knows what is in the darkness and the light dwells with him. And we have turned away from that light. Christians have to get back engaged. I hear too many Christians say, oh, these are, po these are political issues. I'm not going to go vote about this. Okay, so you think a baby being ripped apart, a preborn baby in a mother's womb, that's a political issue. No, well, my Bible says that's murder. So anyway, that's, I just got to, had to get that off my chest, guys. And forgive me for not saying, all right, this person lost this house race, this person won this house race, because I had them all listed on uh, things I was keeping track of. But I think there are deeper issues that need to be addressed here. So thank you for did, allowing me to did, rant. Did you not just say that? That God removes kings. Yes. Can he not also move speakers of the house like Absolutely. Nancy Pelosi? Absolutely. And I'm telling you what, if what we what, what it looks like at this point, we're taking over the house. To me, that's a victory. To me, it means that Nancy Pelosi will no longer have the power to get away with her woke agenda, her uh, uh, modern monetary theory, spending and printing of money. So I'm telling you, there's a silver lining in this, Dave. You got me all bummed out here. Uh, I, I mean, you're right in talking about God's sovereignty. The Declaration yeah, yeah. says that our Creator is the supreme judge of the world. I agree with that. Yeah. But in the meantime, our feet are planted here on terra firma earth, and we have got to work to turn this country around. Yep. And one way of doing I that agree. is practically kicking out the wokocrats and replacing them with authentic, conservative, uh, classic liberal types. Um, really, and there needs to be a great awakening to this madness that's uh, gone across the land. So I want to hear what Alex has to say. So I, I, 
um, kind of got passionate about opening it up with this spiritual view of things because that's what I have to go to when I am disappointed. Um, and Alex, I know there are a lot of good things. There are a lot of good, good things that still may come from this, but I just, I guess I have to be real and I just want to hear your perspective. Uh, the house was my assignment and I really didn't get into detail, but I appreciate what's going on down there in Florida. That's for sure. Yeah, well, thank you, brother. And, you know, I, th I think the first and, and most obvious thing that jumps out to me is the elephant in the room that we're not even allowed to talk about, assuming this is going to go out through the fascist uh, big tech companies. Uh, and that is the concerns about the legitimacy, uh, the accuracy of these counts. I think those concerns are very well founded. Uh, and I think uh, this is something that needs to be discussed, whether the fascists in Silicon Valley think so or not. Uh, it seems like we're seeing a repeat of 2020 in state after state, especially the states and the jurisdictions controlled by Democrats. Uh, and that is very, very troubling to me. But uh, as you pointed out, you know, God is sovereign and, and I trust that his will will be done in everything, whether we want that or not. Uh, when it comes to DeSantis, I, I was very pleased with the statewide elections here in Florida. Um, you know, DeSantis used to be my congressman. I spent a lot of time in his office pestering him about votes that... Um, how shall we say, um, didn't get high marks on the Freedom Index. Uh, you know, he had, he had a, a good number of really dumb votes. And uh, I think we, we probably were somewhat effective in moving the needle a little bit. Um, but I, I'm also very concerned about what's developing here between DeSantis and Donald Trump. Uh, when the Marxists, the yeah. communists, the socialists, the Islamists, the globalists, they're all united to destroy America, to destroy the church, to destroy God's people. Uh, we need conservatives and Christians standing united, not bickering, not calling names. Uh, and I know, uh, I know from talking to people on Capitol Hill, I know from uh, what I've been reading, I know from people, uh, from talking to people uh, who are close to Donald Trump, there is an effort right now to sabotage Trump chances in 2024 by trying to run DeSantis against him. In, um, and Paul Ryan is one of the people behind this. And I think you guys up there in Wisconsin know better than anybody else. This is a uh, an absolutely disgusting rhino in the truest sense of the term. This is the guy who was the Speaker of the House in 2016. The most basic of the most basic things that we asked for as voters was stop giving our money to the baby murderers at Planned Parenthood. And what yes. does he do? First priority, we got to get half a billion dollars to the baby butchers at Planned Parenthood. Are you kidding me? Right. So this is the guy that is working to try to recruit. And I don't know what DeSantis is going to do. I haven't talked to him in a long time. We haven't been able to get a hold of him for a long time. So I don't know what he's going to do. But I know they are trying to recruit him to foil Donald Trump in 2024. And but I got my differences with Donald Trump. So, Alex, wouldn't you say, though, when Donald Trump made the comment calling him sanctimonious, is that a wise move on his part at this point? Not in the game? at all. Not at all. I, I, I don't know what he was thinking. He should have let his minions do that kind of thing if he felt that was necessary. Uh, but that's what I mean. This division that is now emerging in the conservative movement in the Republican Party is incredibly dangerous. Uh, we need to be united. I don't know what Donald Trump is thinking. Um, and, you know, DeSantis looks really good from outside of the state. And I'll be the first one to tell you we are very proud of him for standing up to Joe Biden, for standing up to the branch covidians uh during the last two years and, and saying no we're not going to do mandatory vaxes no we're not gonna do any of that stuff here in florida and god bless him for that he deserves yep. a, a lot of kudos for that but uh as the bible says don't put your trust in princes you know when, when you're closer to it you see things that Amen. you don't see from other states and i'll tell you uh, you know the primary elections here in florida uh in every race that i looked at where ron DeSantis endorsed somebody in the republican primaries in every single case it was the wrong guy uh, i'll give you a really obvious example the the uh, agriculture commissioner here in florida we had two real options in the republican side we had wilton simpson uh the 
the literal definition of a rhino. This is a guy who's taking big bucks <laughs> from the gun control lobby. This is a guy who sabotaged our bills to save babies, who sabotaged our bills to uh, roll back the attacks on our gun rights. And Ron DeSantis goes and endorses him rather than James Shaw, an actual farmer with eight kids who homeschools his kids who had a real shot until DeSantis weighed in against him. Uh, uh, and, and again, it was race after race after race. He endorsed the establishment Republican rhino. So, um, you know, Ron DeSantis won't be our savior. I'm very pleased that he absolutely demolished Charlie Crist. Um, yeah. I think there was a lot of issues with our election here, but I think we cleaned it up enough that, uh, you know, we got a, a more legitimate result. than Alex, I got another that. question for you then, because you're bursting my DeSantis bubble here. <laughs> last sorry, night, I'm, last I'm sure there's a lot of people out there thinking the same thing. But. <laughs> and, and I, I want to I I hear, I mean, you're right there. You understand it much better than we do up here in, in the North Country, right? But when he gave that speech and he talked about Florida is where woke goes to die, Amen. I'm doing a happy dance. Yeah, yeah. And I'm seeing that what's happening in Florida, it goes all the way back to the Civil War. Reconstruction time period is as far as uh, Republican dominance. What you're saying is, yeah, but Jake, a lot of that Republican dominance is too moderate, too middle of the road. Is that what I'm hearing? Uh, there's no question about it. Uh, and, and, you know, I think a few years ago, if you had told somebody that a Republican governor was was going to become a national superstar and hero because he said we're not going to forcibly inject experimental things into people uh, and we're not going to castrate uh, children uh, under third grade uh, and we're not going to brainwash kindergarten kids to think they can pick their gender, uh, you know, you'd say that's absolutely crazy. A every sane person recognizes those things. And yet now he's a superhero because he has said things that are literally so obvious. It's hard to avoid them. Uh, so no, you know, to be clear, I like DeSantis a lot. Uh, I, I'm very glad that he's our governor and not any one of the other 49 governors in this country. He really did lead the way on showing states uh, how to resist attacks from the federal government. But, um, you know, he, he's not the um, the political messiah that I think so many conservatives are desperate for. Um, mm, he may right. he may continue to improve, and I hope he will. And I'm I'm very pleased that he crushed Charlie Crist, the guy who wants to murder more babies and and you know do all the horrible things that the woke cabal wants to do. But um, you know, I think we need to keep it in perspective. He's good. He's definitely the best of the 50 states. But uh, he's he's still like everybody, right? We're all fallen people. He leaves much to be desired. Thanks, Alex. Well, here's what I find quite fascinating. Already in this room and via, you know, Florida, uh, mm -hmm. we have more passion and more sense of direction in this country than I think, obviously, we've gotten from the Republican leadership up until through this election. Because if we, I think if we would have had more leadership for the whole party, the Republican Party, and I, I will bash them left and right if I have to, if they would have had actual leadership, this, this would, the, the red wave, red tsunami would have been more than just happening down in Florida. More of a, a, of an more a, of a leader an, than an like a actual, Dr. Oz type. Yeah, oh, well, Oz, and, and this is, is the storyline. We're, we're going to get to this in a moment. But yeah. the storyline is quality of candidacy matters. The yeah. quality of the candidate truly does matter. But we want to get your opinion out there. So just as a reminder, we're welcoming all of your comments. So if you're watching us on social media, please comment. Let us know what if you completely disagree with us, if you agree with us, what happened in your own elections. But we're going to, I guess, go on from the House, which we still don't know. And we don't, <laughs> 218 is the number you need to hit. But let's talk specifically about the Senate, because, I mean, the Senate, we came into this. It's, hey, who's going to break the tie? Who's going to get the edge? And depending on how it ends up going, it could just be status quo again. And that's, I feel like that's all the Republicans care about, just status quo. As long as we're status quo, we're okay. 
Yeah, I agree with That's that. That's the vibe yeah. I got from all uh, of, of anyone of anyone speaking, with the exception maybe of, of Ron DeSantis. Look, <laughs> I, I want to quote. I, it boils down to this: the great political philosopher Ray Charles. I got mm. Georgia on my mind. Uh, and here's okay. the key right now, people. It's 49 to 48. Alaska has just been called by the AP because the two candidates in Alaska are Republicans. So here's the point. Well, well, I understand. Yeah. I, I understand she's, she's a rhino. I get that. But the point is, still, <laughs> it means we have the power. It yep. means we have committee power. It means we have the ability to maybe to start investigating some of the corruption within the Biden clan family. It means we have the ability to stop some of the judges that might come through mm -hmm. through Joseph Biden. So the point is, this is key, people, because yep. come December 6th, if this is the way it's going to go with the re not the recall, what do you call it again? It's recount? The recount. With the recount the election in Georgia, runoff. this is Or the key. runoff. runoff. The runoff. It's the runoff. Herschel Walker. He was a running back. Just remember it okay. that way. That's runoff. a teaching moment for you there. Runoff. <laughs> yeah, I've got a good feeling about that. Herschel since he, Walker. Since he was a runner, and it's called a runoff. He's so. a running back. Right. Go Let's Herschel. Go That's but how you can remember. Now, I may be going ahead of myself, but if Nevada does not go with Laxalt, then it's a moot point. It'll, boil, it'll end up being 50-50, and Kamala Harris will be the tiebreaker. Oh, but if gosh. Nevada keeps on going the way it's been going, then it's going to go to Georgia December 6th, and that gives us number 51, and that is important. Because, yes, yes we, we've lost in a lot of areas, but we have to use the power that we potentially can have here in a few weeks. We need to utilize that. Judges are there for a long, long time. They can make a profound difference in this country Boy. as far as the soul of the country so my whole point is that's the key we got Georgia on my mind the way it's going right now yeah. and I would like to be an optimist on this one but I'm actually gonna take the pessimistic view a bit on this because this is exactly what happens every election is if it gets down to it well we have to go Republican because the judges and they'll get put on they'll be there a long time but look who the justices on the Supreme Court are currently Roberts, how are you today? You know, Amy like Coney any of the, Baird, I love Amy, her. Okay, well, Amy Roberts. Yeah. Not, but what the point is, this is what Republicans do as a party: give us the power, give us the power. Hey, just give us the power. We'll take, we'll do everything great for us, like for the for the country. And then they get the power, and what happens? Point Crickets. well taken. Fair enough. Fair Goodbye. enough. And fair I, enough. I, I like what Alex said earlier about Paul Ryan. And, and I'm, <laughs> my question, I go way beyond that. I go way back to 1973. Or whenever the the federal funding kicked in for Planned Parenthood, I'm thinking, why did it take until 2022? I'm, oh, actually, actually, they're still being funded. I should say to overturn Roe v. Wade, but the Planned Parenthood still gets a half a billion dollars in federal funding. Alex, I'll just uh, turn this over to you because you brought up that point. Now we're talking about the Senate, but uh, Katie has a good point. We we play this political ping pong, and I don't know how much substance and depth we're getting here. Yeah, and, and I think that's one of the biggest problems that we're facing as a nation is that uh, the Republican establishment is very much on the same team as the Democrats. And, and Republicans get mad at you when you say that, but it is so obviously true, right? Uh, give me the last big Republican victory that you can think of. When was the last time we shrank the government? When was the last time we abolished an unconstitutional agency? Balance the, the budget in the 1990s, Alex. The, the contract with yeah, The fake with balance the budget. Yeah, but the I mean, this was all <laughs> accounting gimmicks and, hey, let's borrow some more money from the socialist slavery program. Um, it, I mean, it, what happens is we're always moving in one direction. And when the Republicans take control, 2016, I think, is the ultimate example. Republicans had the House, 
Republicans had the Senate. Republicans had the White House. They had a very clear mandate from the American people. Stop funding Planned Parenthood. Overturn Obamacare. Right, The basic things that they campaigned on, they yep. couldn't do. Uh, and it goes back to what this guy, I don't know if you can see the book behind me. It's called Tragedy and Hope by Carol Quigley. This is Bill Clinton's mentor. Um, he very much saw himself as a member of this kind of global predatory elite. Um, and uh, what he said was that the, 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 in the view of the elites, the two political parties should be almost identical. Uh, you know, they can have debates and they, they can have uh, differences in the way they say things. But ultimately, the two parties should be almost identical so that the American people can throw the rascals out at any election without leading to any profound shifts in policy. Wow. And that's what we're dealing with. Yeah. So Kevin McCarthy. Who who thinks Kevin McCarthy is going to turn this around? Mitch McConnell. Who thinks Mitch McConnell is going to turn anything around? Uh, at best, they'll give us a few you know, investigations and uh, maybe they'll let a couple of low level bureaucrats fall on their sword. Uh, so I, I think, you know, to go back to uh, what we started the program with. God, Jesus Christ, that's the only real answer, because what we're in here is a spiritual crisis. We're in the Amen. midst, I think, of judgment in this nation, uh, yep. and just voting for more Republicans is not going to save us from the, the, okay. the horror uh, that is developing. So, all right, so I'm listening Thanks, to this, but in the meantime, what you're saying is it doesn't matter, then no, why no, no, should no. we vote? You have it, I voted. I voted. So why should no, any of us bother? Exactly. No, Let well, the Democrats just take over everything, because if the Republicans are the same darn thing, then why no, even waste no. our that, time? That's, that's not what I'm saying at all. Yesterday, I was working on the polls with my son the whole day handing out conservative voter guys uh, i don't mean to imply that we shouldn't be involved in politics we absolutely must be um but I, I think we need to understand that the problems we're dealing with here are systemic and just electing more republicans are not going to solve the problem right now we're playing uh, on a rigged game with rigged rules that are designed to slowly destroy our country and move us toward this totalitarian global system uh, so i think uh, we need to start playing the long game first of all and that begins with making sure our children get a reasonable education, pulling them out of the brainwash camps, and also recognizing that just electing more Republicans is not going to fix this. Uh, I, I'll be the first to say we should be electing more Republicans, but we need to deal with the rhinos in the party. We yep. need to clean out the, the phony leadership that specializes in betraying the American people. Mitch McConnell is Exhibit A. This is a guy who's married to somebody who's very close to the mass murdering dictatorship in China. Uh, this is a guy who has betrayed conservatives at every opportunity. Um, and so, you know, we, we can't just be Pollyannas and say, well, we're going to elect more Republicans and save the country. That's absolutely not going to happen. Look, I Alex, look, I, I have to say this real quick. No, you go, know, go we, ahead. We, we're sitting here with Georgia, and we've got the ball on the one-foot line. And if we play this play right, we get 51 people in the Senate. Now, I understand. I recognize that just having the 51 if some of them are rhinos you know it's not going to do us what we want but we can still make a difference with committees with judges we can actually throw the long ball we can make a difference on this i think it, it, it the issue that i've always had with the republican party is that it, it has always been the establishment and in in what i used to tell my students too is everyone just conflates the fact that Conservatives, Republicans, they just put them together. And we, more than ever, I think, are seeing that a conservative is definitely not a Republican. There is For a the distinct part, difference. Yes. Obviously, it's ideology versus party affiliation. Yes. But just even just saying, well, yeah, I'm going to vote Republican, but 
it, you go for that of lesser of two evils, and it doesn't mean it's a good thing if you are a, a, a true conservative and you actually care about this country, not just, oh, I'm going to vote for the Republican because, well, the Democrat we know is just bat bleep bleep bleep. Demonic. Demonic. <laughs> That's our term today. You're welcome. Demonic. Openly Thank demonic. You. Yep. You're, you're welcome. Yep. So, so we choose we choose <laughs> the Republican, but that. At, at this point, right now, what does that mean? Because we, look, Jake, up, started, Jake has some words. You're making me look like I'm a rhino or something. No, no, I'm, no, no, I'm as conservative as anybody here, but my point <laughs> is we still need to deal with the practical aspect of with power. The now. If we right. win the Senate, we have more power. Well, we're not disagreeing with that. And this Leviathan machinery in Washington, D.C., the best we're going to be able to do is puts, uh, is puts a wrench into the machinery and slow it down. I'm a agreeing with all your mm -hmm, premises, mm -hmm. no, no doubt about it. But what I'm saying is we still need to do whatever we can yeah. to get Herschel Walker across the Amen. end zone line, to get a touchdown on this one. Okay, I, so I would, I, would, I would say then, I guess, and you would argue, some people woke up this morning or stayed up all night uh, and were very mm -hmm. deflated, if we're going to use football terminology, <laughs> deflated ball. Some people were deflated. Some people said, hey, this is actually still okay. If, if you're a, you know, a more conservative or a Republican mindset, it, we, it wasn't the tsunami that everyone was promised. No. It wasn't maybe even the wave. We wanted I at said least it was a red splash. It was a I said it's a splash <laughs> if we're going to use different terminology. Yeah. So I guess it, that is more of depending on where your expectations, as you know, David, you said, yep. you had higher expectations, so you're a little bit more as we're going to be like Debbie Downers about it, uh, versus <laughs> Jake, who's like, yes, DeSantis. We're, we're really good close. Thing. Yeah, we can, Jake, thing. we can still do this. And I agree with that, but I want to touch on something that Alex said earlier and get take it a, a little bit deeper at another level. We should absolutely be engaged in, in what's going on in our culture. Christians of all people should be engaged in politics and aware and informed. That's part of being salt and light, but we haven't done a good job at that. We yeah, haven't yeah. done a good job at electing the right people that are helping to preserve the morale, the biblical morality that we once had in this nation. And if we love our neighbor, we will not only tell the truth and tell people the truth of what's going on and expose the darkness, but we will try to defend children and what's happening in the public schools, what's happening at what Hollywood is doing, what the Democrat Party is doing, if we love our neighbors. So that, that's just my encouragement to people that are thinking, um, what's the use? I'm not going to vote anymore. That's not at all what we're saying. We must be engaged, but don't put all of your hopes in the political. Okay, realm. one more thing on okay, this. All right. on this. Look, we live in a, this is a federal constitutional republic. And the fact is, if, if every Republican state, if, if we could duplicate what happened in Florida, we could, it's amazing. We all have friends that are in the assemblies and state senates across this great country. Arizona, uh, Arizona, Michigan, Florida with Alex, here in Wisconsin. They are making a difference. They are passionately pro-life, Wisconsin Family Action. Yeah. We're working with these wonderful Christian people. So at the local state level, we're accomplishing many great things and we are slowing down that deep swamp machinery in DC. So part of it is we can do the thing at the federal level, but we also need to focus at the state level and the county level. And Agreed. I think that can make a difference. Oh, local. I think I mean, we've lost our focus on the local a little too much on school boards and on local. The sheriff has power. You know, that, I mean, there's the well, sheriff saved us during the China virus situation. Sheriffs across this country mm -hmm. made a big difference. And this is going to divert, I guess, a little bit from, from that, but more... Uh, I always preach this in class. 
Local elections matter the most. What is immediately surrounding you matters the most. And when I was an editor of a newspaper, the thing that frustrated me so much every election was that because we were all these small towns, everyone ran unopposed. You had to find warm bodies to fill these seats because people just think local elections, it doesn't matter, who cares? Mm. But local elections is what matters on a day-to-day -day basis and yep. that's the whole you drive down the road did you got some potholes going if you do that's local politics right I there concur, get those I potholes concur, filled. And I, concur, but yeah, I also want to say because this was theoretically about the senate and i know i got us <laughs> off on a tangent but <laughs> senator ron Sorry. johnson one of the greatest senators in the united states of america was re-elected yesterday was re-elected that is absolutely wonderful he's a fighter so we need more fighters at the federal level we also need to accomplish great things at the local level but let's keep that in mind right now but are we, they going to are the democrats going to try to recount force uh, a recount point, that's I don't know what the really numbers close. are I, I i don't know if it's 30,000 uh, 1% that's, one, that's how they the play and so i hope it follows through and he he did win and he will be the winner but well i argue that john kennedy is one of the greatest of all, if you uh, haven't don't heard of Rand Paul. Oh yes, Rand oh, Paul, but yes. John and Mike Lee. I, Mike Lee I, also yep, won. Utah. Oh, he did. Oh, and early yeah. on and in that race, the establishment was him. after him really hard. They they yep. ran uh, Evan McMuffin against him, <laughs> the, the uh, CIA operative that tried to run against Donald Trump. Uh, and so I, I know for a fact uh, uh, Mike Lee was very concerned about this. But uh, praise the Lord, he got his election back. So yep. most of our really really good guys were reelected, and I think we should be very thankful for that. But to to jump on the state issue real quick, and this is one of the reasons I like DeSantis so much is because um, he really showed the way that it should be done. If you go back and you read our founding fathers, if you read the Federalist Papers, uh, one of the things that comes through over and over and over again is when the federal government's out of control, and I mean, you've got to have your head in the sand, you've got to be living under a rock to not realize the federal government's out of control. Uh, they said the states can be the solution. In fact, uh, some of them said the states were the rightful remedy. So when yep. the federal government is behaving lawlessly, it's up to the states then to say, look, uh, that's crazy. That's not yes. constitutional. You're not going to do that in our state. You're not going to send the clown car formerly known as the FBI to come terrorize our citizens. Uh, we're going to have our sheriffs to stand in the gap. We're going to have our governors to stand in the gap. Uh, we're going to pass laws to nullify these unconstitutional abominations. Yes. Uh, and then, uh, you know, I hear these conservatives say, oh, we can't do that. Articles say supremacy clause. Okay, read the supremacy clause it says all laws that are passed that are passed in pursuance thereof right that are constitutional laws and that's critical uh, and, yeah, and right. i'll tell you that I'll, I'll leave it on this too the liberals understand this very well right how many states yesterday voted to legalize or, or end the prohibition of marijuana right marijuana is still prohibited at the federal level by an unconstitutional and i don't care what you think about marijuana but the federal statute criminalizing marijuana is unconstitutional just like we needed a constitutional amendment to ban alcohol if you want to ban marijuana at the federal level you need to do that as well so the liberals said hmm we don't have to obey that and guess what they yeah, don't they and guess exactly. what they're smoking pot now in 25 states why don't conservatives get a brain and do the same thing why did we allow the mass slaughter of unborn babies to continue for five decades when we could have done yes. the same thing the liberals did and said or you know you want to be a sanctuary state for potheads you want to be a sanctuary state for illegal immigrants yeah. we're going to be a sanctuary state for unborn babies and gun amen. rights and free speech Touché. amen Bravo. pastor newman where can i send my tithe <laughs> Good stuff. No, no, seriously, a big amen, brother. All right, uh, that would take leadership, though, Alex. That's the only thing yeah. you need leaders to do yep. that. Yes. To that. So, uh, well, Santa showed the way. So that's yep. true. Uh, yep. The future. There is a model. I, I, I think we need to address the uh, literal 
elephant in the room. Oh, no. <laughs> John Fetterman. Yeah. He's, he's a, quite a Look, cult. She's pulling quite back a, the curtain behind Oz. Oh, ah! geez, because Oz is not a conservative. Well, well, I, I, I concur. Oh, my Absolutely. goodness. I was and, so disappointed. And it really you. reflects what you were talking, how you opened up your part with the House, is for literally when you think of it, hundreds of thousands of Philadelphians, let's say. Mm. Remember, the Founding Fathers warned us about the urban people in urban centers wanting government handouts. Yep. Je Jefferson wrote about this over and over again, and here we are because I, 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 my roommate in graduate school lives in Pittsburgh, and he was saying, Jake, Philadelphia is going to win this for Letterman. He told me this two weeks Fetterman. ago. Letterman, Fetterman, excuse me, yeah. did I say Letterman? Hey, yeah. he doesn't know, so don't worry about <laughs> yeah. it. He yeah. doesn't but know. It's true. All the work done in Philadelphia, but it was a, Oz was a feckless leader as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, he, he, was an he awful ran a candidate. horrible campaign. Awful candidate. But this is an inarticulate uh, candidate. This is just unbelievable when Oprah comes out and endorses him. Who? Oprah endorsed Fetterman. Oh, yeah. exactly. And Oprah was the one that made Oz kind of, you know. It's a sad it, state of it affairs. It reflects the American population. It, it reflects the, the mindset, the worldview of far too many Americans. Okay, there was a meme that says, November 8th, there will be a national IQ test. So we can all ca continue to have that conversation and debate whether America passed that IQ test, but I know we need to move on. <laughs> That's true, because aside from Congress, we did, have, obviously we've already addressed, I think, the most profound of the governor races, but there were a lot of governor races uh, around the, the country last night. And um, obviously, again, DeSantis, biggest story, best speech that came out of the whole thing. Yep. But I think there are quite a few other races that basically no one wanted to talk about, maybe because they're a little hurt by it. Let's talk about Arkansas for a yes! for a yes! half, just a half second even, just Sarah. because it's quite fascinating that in Arkansas, you got Sarah Huckabee Sanders now. That's amazing. To be, it was a landslide, wasn't it? Yeah. It was a, it was a, it was a pretty, it was, I mean, she was gonna win that one, which yeah. good for her, way to go. Um, but I, I should have watched Jen Psaki's reaction more to see, like, well, I don't think that for if some only reason, I could have maybe someday be governor. Hey, Katie, I don't think the feminists were too thrilled by that, and I don't understand. Yeah, that. for some you reason, I didn't, I didn't see a lot of uh, celebrating yeah. on, on the feminist side. The first side. No. female governor. No, nope. Arkansas. They just somehow, they forgot about that one. And I mean, there were plenty of races all throughout. Were there any ones that, I, I mean, for governor, there were the ones that we knew were going to happen. But any uh, of the ones I'll stick out for you, you guys? Graduating from Arizona State, living in Arizona, spending my winters in Arizona. I, right now, I know they're still counting the, the whole oh, Dominion boy. machine muck up. And I know, oh, Jake's a denier because, you know, the <laughs> Dominion, give me a break. I had friends calling from Tucson, Maricopa County, up in Phoenix saying, what? is going on right now. 20% of the machines weren't, we can get man to the moon in 69 and we can't, we can't actually do a proper election. Florida, you guys were phenomenal yeah. in Florida. How does Florida do it? They even I, work with two time zones. It's just unbelievable. On so they? if she doesn't win it, she got robbed. Well, and that, I mean, that bring because yes, if in case you didn't know, 20% and wait, let's do some math. That's one in five. They did not have the machines working for people wow. to vote. And it's so sad to see those poor poll workers having to be the ones telling people like, hey, it's not working. Like, bless their souls for volunteering their time to, to do that and be stuck in that situation. But it goes to the greater thing, and, and I'm not trying to say, hey, federally, we should get involved in how every state conducts their elections. But the simple fact that in Florida, you can get the votes counted 
all the votes, the early votes, but then you have all these yeah. other Pennsylvania, yeah. Arizona, they, they have their state rules that you can't count early votes early. So you can count all the votes on the day that they came in, election day, but sorry, the ones that actually came in prior to that, we won't know for several days after. How does that work? So I want to say one thing and then, then hand it over to Alex Newman. Um, because this governor race in Michigan was, was a little ah, bit of a... That one hits It wasn't surprising, but here is a governor that was one of the strictest when it came down to lockdowns. Yep. And I know supported by the public schools and all that, uh, Gretchen Whitmer, I mean Whitmer. Um, Annunciate. So, <laughs> yeah, I've got Annunciate. <laughs> but it really is amazing, and it's kind of disappointing, but you've got Detroit, you've got Ann Arbor, you've got Lansing, and kind of like Wisconsin, you know, we got Milwaukee, we got Madison, cities, we got cities. So I was really, it's eye-opening to see how much, in my opinion, damage that governor has done for that state with the high spending for the, you know, abortion on demand and pushing this policy. And now they are passing another law. I think I don't want, don't want to get into it now, but I just want to get it Alex's take. What what a contrast between Michigan and Florida in the governor's race. Yeah, and, and I think there's several things going on. One, obviously, we're getting a thousand new people every single day in Florida. They are coming in like just a, a nonstop tsunami of conservatives, liberty-minded folks from New Jersey, from Illinois, from New York. It's a regular thing now. You see people wearing like "Don't New York My Florida" shirts. And stuff. <laughs> uh, that's know? awesome. Uh, so that's part of it. We're getting a lot of good people that are moving in. Uh, but I think part of it too, and again, this is the thing that cannot be mentioned on the fascist uh, big tech platforms. But there are some very, very serious issues with uh, the machines and the elections that need to be properly examined. Uh, I think we need much more than a recount. I think we need a real audit. Uh, I think somebody needs to go and actually uh, do a serious investigation of all these things because, uh, you know, I don't, I don't believe for a second that this is what's happening. I don't believe that, uh, you know, even the rigged opinion polls from the fake media that were showing huge Republican victories uh, ended up being turned into Democrat victories when they keep magically finding votes until, you know, five in the morning, eight in the morning, three weeks from now. Uh, something's very fishy about this. Yeah. I, I don't, but you know, the, the whole thing, all these narratives keep collapsing. Uh, the, the whole kidnapping of Governor Whitmer is another good example. The whole thing imploded, right? We all saw the headlines. Oh, right-wing fanatics try to kidnap the governor of Michigan. Uh, there were no headlines nationally, none to speak of at least, when all of these people were either acquitted or the cases thrown out because it turned out that this was an FBI plot from start to finish. They convinced some idiot potheads with mental problems to uh, say some dumb things on a wire. But this was an FBI plot from start to finish. So all yep. these narratives, uh, they're a fraud and they're supported by the fake media. And then we're supposed to debate within this narrow Overton window. Uh, I think we need to talk about the real elephant in the room. Uh, and that is what Donald Trump talked about very extensively after the 2020 election. That's amazing you say that because I was thinking you said, you know, the FBI, what they did to some pro-lifers when you've got over a hundred cases of uh, pro-life pregnancy centers attacked and firebombed, including ours here in Wisconsin, and there has not been one arrest. And the investigations are, they're not even interested in justice. But we also didn't mention Stacey Abrams. Oh. I thought that was like, whew. Wait, is she still a thing? Yeah, well, apparently. What, what's her next step? In mean, Georgia, what's she going to do next? Uh, hello, she's already Move like on. governor Go of away. the earth. So yeah, she's going on to Miss Universe. And if, if Donald Trump is still affiliated with that, we'll see what happens with it. I, I mean, honestly, with Stacey Abrams, that was, that was one that... Uh, <laughs> oh, boy. I'm just so... You I'm saw that one coming. So glad that's I over. mean, I saw that one coming. But hey, between her and 
Beto. Uh, the two of them can, you know, ride off into the sunset together as far as I'm concerned. Oh, right. Taking all exactly. of the money. She's not done because remember Georgia. The road goes to Georgia. Yes, You're going to hear from her and, and, and Michelle Obama's going to be there and Oprah's going to hey, be didn't in Georgia. Hey, did LeBron James, didn't, didn't he endorse Abrams? I yeah. think he did. Well, that, I or mean, no, no, that, that says Raphael it Warnock, all. I think. Oh, well, I mean, obviously that says it all. Everyone should just be listening to whatever it is LeBron <laughs> says at all times. Well, you know, that's the problem. <laughs> exactly. So many young people do. Hey. They don't know anything about these people, but hey, their favorite Hollywood celebrity or athlete endorses them, and they go, oh, okay, that must be someone that's cool that I can, I can vote for. That's the thinking. That's the process we go through sometimes. Sometimes? Young people. Young people, unfortunately, our former uh, department of head of Department of Public Instruction, Tony Evers, won. He's going to be the governor of the state of Wisconsin yeah. for four more years, and he's brought his woke philosophy into public schools in the state of Wisconsin. And it's a shame. It really oh, it's is beyond a shame. that. It's beyond woke. It is really bad, some of the stuff they've been pushing. Well, it, it's interesting, too, because, I mean, mo all of us here are very education-minded. And when you think about because we live in it, Tony Evers being the uh, superintendent before becoming governor, so he had control of the schools, and now he's governor, he's still got control of the schools. You got Whitmer locking down all the schools. Yep. And, and, and what can really happen at the state level and why the state races, as we talk about, the state races matter because that's what happens in your schools then yep. with your children. Yeah. It's not, we don't technically have one university, I guess, or K-12. I mean, we have a K-12 system, but you don't have a whole K-12 federally in the education system. It's supposed to be by the state, but and I, yeah, I mean, it's kind of I all the same. I have to concede but something as a public school, a former public school teacher. Alex, you just had an article I read in the Epoch Times, Epoch Times, uh, where you said it's time to get your kids out of school. And I was one of those for years saying, no, 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 we need to be the light within the darkness of public education. Christian children, though, being the light? Well, uh, no, I'm, I'm saying teachers. Oh, as okay. I was, I, well, I tried to be the light. Right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, for, for many, many years, and I mean, I was in the principal's office for bringing up the Judeo-Christian worldview, uh, the, the founding father's worldview when it came to, you know, the Judeo-Christian foundation of the nation. Constantly in trouble over that. I have to admit, Alex, your article was a thousand percent spot on. It is time to abandon government schools. They have been taken over by yeah. hardcore, you said beyond wokeism, whatever you want to call this. You know, Mark Levin calls it American Marxism. Dinesh D'Souza calls it United States of Socialism. Uh, ben Shapiro calls it authoritarian movement. Whatever you want to call it. We, the public schools are an unmitigated disaster and they are spreading this poisonous philosophy all throughout the culture. Yeah. It is uh, the long march of Gramsci, the long oh, march exactly. of the institutions. Gramsci is, is in hell going, yes, we've accomplished They read my goal. prison notebooks. Yeah, so Alex, that article, <laughs> that ar yeah, that article, Mussolini put him in prison for that. Yeah. That article is absolutely spot on, Alex. Yeah. Well, I appreciate that. And, and, and I, you know, I know we're talking about the midterms. I think one of the reasons we're in this mess politically is because of the indoctrination of our children. But I, I think if another generation 
uh, is successfully indoctrinated and weaponized against God, the Bible, our country, our constitution, our families, uh, our churches, um, we're going to lose the country. It, it really doesn't matter whether we can hold the line for another few years politically. It'd be nice. Yep. But uh, it, it's really it's all going to be over. And so the fascists, the Marxists, the technocrats, the totalitarians, they understood we've got to play the long game. As Hitler explained, you've got to get the children right. Whoever owns the youth will gain the future. Yep. Uh, and so these totalitarians said, hey, we're going to brainwash the kids. We're going to focus on them. Uh, they they created the public schools for this purpose. And a lot of people don't realize that if you go back and look at the history, the people who built this system had this in mind from the beginning. Yeah. Uh, I'm talking John Dewey. I'm talking Horace, Horace Mann. I'm talking Robert Owen, uh, all these people. And um, if we want, if we are serious about saving our country, yeah, midterms are important, presidential elections are important, but far more important than that is making sure that we have a next generation that can think, that can reason, yes. uh, that knows our history, and we're not going to get that by sacrificing our children on the altar of government brainwash camps. No, you will not. They will not learn our true history, they will not get that, let alone nothing, anything to do with the biblical worldview. All right, well, we're going to talk about all this and how that impacts us moving forward. But before we do that, gentlemen, yes. buckle up. I have a big announcement here. We have officially launched our brand new Freedom Media Store. Look at now, that. many of you have been asking how you can support the work we do here. Well, I mean, Here's some swag to do just that. So visit freedomproject.com slash store to support your favorite show, <coughs> Healthy Republic, with our favorite sayings. We've got the t-shirts, the hoodies. Hey, John Fetterman, if you're looking for a hoodie, maybe I'll send you one. Uh, and even coffee mugs, because everyone needs a coffee mug. So again, visit freedomproject.com slash store to get your swag on and support programs like this one. And I mean, gentlemen, we can have a little friendly bet as to whose swag goes One nation is always selling like hotcakes. It's amazing. Just because your wife purchased all the swag <laughs> for you outside of your immediate family. How about that? Fair all right, enough. so we are nearing the end of the after-school election special. I hope you've enjoyed it so far, and hopefully you're leaving plenty of comments uh, down in the doobly-doo there. Uh, but before we do go, I do want us all to kind of pause and take a look at what these next two years are looking. And I know Alex very eloquently said it's, it's beyond, obviously, elections. It's, it's, it's about saving our generations ahead, saving our future, saving the world. Um, so the next two years, though, specifically, we still have Joe Biden. Well, if he makes if it he that makes long, it, yeah. we'll, we'll cut yeah. um, who knows what John Fetterman's going to do, but okay, so we have Joe and John. Uh, uh, who are the possible candidates as we're looking to the next presidential election, 2024? The future I is think. DeSantis. The future did, did, is what did DeSantis. The, what did uh, New York Post said? It was that was the title. The future. It was the yeah. The future. The future. So well, I'll say. I mean, I I, I want to get Alex's opinion just and because we're going to get Alex our resident to Floridian here. Make sure that DeSantis is held accountable. Alex, your job down in Florida <laughs> is to really get him even more on fire for everything we've been talking about in his show. Well, we're working very hard on that. I'll tell you, we, we've got a wonderful network here in the state of Florida that is doing really great things to educate the population here. I do think that's one of the reasons why Florida is um, 
becoming more and more a leader when it comes to protecting liberty, protecting individual rights. I think politically, uh, a lot of these politicians now realize, hey, if I want to be elected, I'm going to have to at least pay some serious lip service. So we're going to keep working on that. Uh, you know, we're going to keep working on DeSantis. Uh, he, he really has been a very positive influence. Unfortunately, our legislature is uh, primarily rhino controlled. It's overwhelmingly Republican, but uh, DeSantis really has uh, dragged them kicking and screaming for some good things. So, um, yeah, we got a lot of work to do, but uh, it's uh, encouraging. So, so Al, can I uh, yeah, go I, ahead? I know Alex has to get going on his next shows. Alex, can I ask you this question? Let, let's assume that Jake is right. We win the House. Mm. We win the Senate. What are the ramifications for Joe Biden? Well, I really don't know yet. I, I think probably what's going to happen is we're going to have uh, assuming republicans take the house and the senate which you know we'll see how that shakes out but assuming they do um we will have a, a big uh, dog and pony show uh there will be oversight here I, I actually talked to a member of congress just a few days ago and said oh we're going to rein them in and we're, we're going to be holding hearings and like yeah, well, what, what about funding right all funding has to come from the, the the republican congressmen are notorious for pretending like they're doing something while they're actually doing nothing even though they have the tools for doing things right That's all right. spending has to come from Congress if Congress doesn't want to fund the clown car formerly known as the FBI all you got to do is stop sending money if Congress doesn't want to fund the war on farmers all they got to do is stop sending money you don't want to fund the EPA you don't want to fund the global warming antics you don't want to fund the mass murder of unborn babies very simple process when you pass the budget you say no money in this bill may be used for killing babies, for uh, climate stuff, whatever it is. So Amen, Republicans brother. have the tools at their disposal, but I think we need to be realistic. I, I don't want to give anybody false hope. I think best case scenario, we will slow down the Biden administration agenda a little bit. They'll have a few uh, two-bit players in the regime fall on their swords so Republicans can say, oh, look, we did something. We brought justice to some of these corrupt, uh, corruptocrats. But, um, you know, I think we have a lot of work to do. We didn't get in this mess overnight. We're not going to get out of it in one election. It's a multi-generational process. I, I agree. Absolutely. I think one of the positives, though, is look at what DeSantis was able to do just in the past couple of years. So for anyone saying like he, he won his in 2018 with about 32,000 votes and now no he just won a million and a half. So for anyone out there, at least at the state level or whatever, you can turn your own state around at least. And that could then impact everything moving forward so i'm thinking in the next two years especially if the house is taken by the republicans if the senate is taken by the republicans it slows joe biden's agenda down i don't know if joe biden can physically be any slower than he already is maybe he'll just go back into his bunker and we'll never hear from well, him again but yeah. you <laughs> know i think let's like be, let's be clear with face diapers <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. Biden is slow, but his agenda is anything but slow because he's not the one. He's a, you know, who's he's a puppet? Who's the puppet master, right? right? His handlers are brilliant. Yeah, mm -hmm. his handlers are, are brilliant. Obama's yeah. folks. Yep. Um, I've been saying for years that um, I, if Trump is the Repub Republican nominee in 2024, I would vote for him in a heartbeat. But I hope he doesn't run. Um, that's what I've been saying. Uh, and I know that divides a lot of people because there's a lot of mega people. And I'm not saying I didn't ag agree with most of his policies, but I just think there is so much poison in the well, thanks to the Democrat media and the social media, the big tech conglomerate and everything else. 
I think there's so much ignorance on behalf of the American people. They've had, made, had some success, the Democrats had, pushing the January 6th narrative and Christian nationalism. We're evil now, right? Because we want to influence America for godliness. So I think there's a lot of people that have been duped. So I don't have confidence in my fellow Americans to that extent that they would vote if Trump ran. So By the way, it, what are your Trump, thoughts? Trump could be a president maker or a president destroyer. He could pull a Teddy Roosevelt like he did in 1912 and allow the progressive, the hardcore progressive racist president Woodrow Wilson to come into power because hmm. he split the vote with the Republican Party when he went bull moose on us. So the point <laughs> is Trump better be very, very careful. Yeah. I could see Trump, it could be Ronald and Donald, that Ronald is the candidate and Donald, in essence, endorses him and supports him, that would be revolutionary. I hope and so. And then Kerry Lake, who's going to be the governor of Arizona, God will willing. be his vice presidential candidate. It's going to be DeSantis and Lake. Alex, what do you think? We shall see. I, I do think what's shaping up now is uh, is an effort to divide conservatives, to destroy Republicans. Yep. Uh, they need us bickering, right? As, as Jesus yep. explained several times, he's quoted in the gospel saying, a, a house divided against itself cannot stand. In fact, in one of the gospels, uh, he says a house divided against itself will be laid waste, will be brought to desolation. Uh, the fake media, the dishonest uh, 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 elites, the predators in Washington, D.C., they will do everything they can to drive a wedge in the conservative movement. In, in Christian conservatism so that we're arguing with yeah. each other um, and, and Trump-DeSantis division may be the mechanism they use to do it. Uh, I hope not. I hope that uh, behind the scenes some agreement can be worked out where um, you know, we don't end up uh, splitting into multiple factions because right now, like I said at the beginning of this program, we have got to have unity. We don't necessarily yeah. have to agree on every issue. We need principled unity, but we need a united front to stop this destruction of our country. And we're not going to get it if Trump goes one way, DeSantis goes another, and then all conservatives and Christians are expected to line up behind one or the other. I, I, but I, th I think, you know, if you run someone as a Democrat like a um, uh, Gavin Newsom, I mean, some, if you run a radical, Newsom's which, which al almost every Democrat is. Newsom's already going after DeSantis. But do you know what I mean? If you run someone like that, I don't see how Republicans could not unite. Conservatives, Christians, Republicans, that, because they're going, wait a minute. Well, Newsom, this guy is everything. I mean, anyway, go ahead. Well, I think that's, that's the question we still need to ask. Because already, immediately, I mean, before the midterms were even over, it was like, oh, when is Trump going to announce? And hey, DeSantis is waiting in the wings. So on the Republican side, it's like, they're going to duke it out. What's happening over on the Democrat side? Like, who is their contender? Is it just Newsom? Like, and I think when people take a look at who is going up against who, that may shift a lot of opinions as to how they feel as to who they want to favor. I know a lot of people think that Newsom is incompetent, but guess what? He's an incompetent uh, Democrat who's very popular in many ways, and he will unite the Democratic Party. He is young. Any Democrat will, well, well, fair enough. Kamala fair enough, Harris. But, but now he brings, <laughs> he brings, he brings the state of California. He's not a Ronald Reagan, but he brings the state of California. He brings that Democratic baggage, and I think he would be a formidable candidate for the Republicans to defeat. But 
I've been wrong before. Hey, uh, I hear Stacey Abrams is looking for something. <laughs> she needs a job. I know Beto already tried that one. So. No, not, for, not at the presidential. Yeah, oh, yeah, he, he, he did. Yes. That's right, he, he did. He just kept going down and just. Well, just like Kamala Harris. No, she was one of the worst. She and couldn't look, even, look she where couldn't she's even at get now. her own state. So I guess anyway, it doesn't matter. Alex, who do you think? I mean, who? I mean, it's early. We're, or it's day after and we're like, who are they going to run in 2024? But who are you thinking? Well, I, I think Gavin Newsom is is uh, very, very clearly trying to position himself for that job. Um, he used uh, money to buy billboards promoting abortion yep. all over the country with literally the words of Jesus on them. I mean, I, I can yep. hardly think of anything more blasphemous. Uh, you know, that, that's going to be a big problem for him. But I think Newsom is going to be one of the top contenders, and uh, they're probably looking for people desperately right now. It'd be funny if they tried to run Pocahontas or Bernie Sanders. <laughs> Um, I, I think you could probably stick no. a fork in Hillary Clinton, but um, yeah, I, hey, think, I hey, think we need to keep hey, our Alex, eyes on Newsom. Alex, you declare right now that you're perfectly healthy. <laughs> right. you have no I have suicidal no thoughts. thoughts. <laughs> you are just, Alex, you claim it right now. I'm very happy with my life. I'll just put it okay. out there. <laughs> I just wanted, to, I just wanted yeah, I'm looking what, out for you. Yeah, what about Pence or somebody to go up against Trump besides DeSantis? We've been talking to DeSantis. What about a Pence type of, I'm not saying I'm for him, but I'm saying wouldn't there be, uh, what about, what's, uh, is it Gnome from South Dakota? Christy Gnome? I, I think an Nikki investigation back. of her will, yeah. will reveal that she is not who uh, the fake media wants us to yes. think she is. I, I know a lot of legislators in South Dakota, even the things that she was supposedly so great on, uh, it was actually yeah. the legislature that forced her hand. She wanted to do the lockdowns, the mask stuff. Yeah. The legislature said no, and that's what killed that. So Christy Noem is, is not a good option. Mike Pence is so discredited with yeah. the conservative base that you need to win a Republican primary because of what he did to Trump after 2020. Yep. Uh, I think you could stick a fork in Pence. Even his main issues. Right? I'm a Christian conservative. I'm going to stand right. up to the LGBT wokeism. Give me a break. We saw what you did as governor of Indiana. You made the situation worse than it was when you got there. So I think I think Pence is toast. I, I really think it's going to come down to uh, if Trump runs, he's almost certainly going to be the one who takes the nomination. But I think there's a very good chance that Paul Ryan and his buddies with Fox oh, no. News and the establishment <laughs> wing of the party are going to try to find somebody that they can use to fracture the vote. So mm. Mm. Well, all right, boys, before we uh, it's been sign fun. off for the night, I want to get each of you to tell me in uh, three words or less how you feel after maybe talking this out. It's kind of like we had a, a, just a good discussion after seeing what we saw from the midterm elections. Three words or less, how are you feeling? I'm encouraged and more, I think, balanced now that I got to hear from balanced. my colleagues here. Good word, balance. Okay, typical cliche, cautiously optimistic. <laughs> <laughs> Three words. I, I don't know that I can do that. I'm sorry. But, uh, I'm, I'm my usual bubbly self. Yeah, there we go. Usual. <laughs> I'm going to still say it again. Candidate quality matters. Yes. That's Fun. how I feel. Quality. All right. Well, I guess we're going to call it because I'm tired. I've been up all night watching it. It's been more than... 24 hours now at this point. So uh, I want to thank David and Jake and Alex all the way there in Florida for sharing your little pearls of wisdom today. And remember, everyone, Dr. Jake's last episode of his Brief History of American Political Parties airs tomorrow night at 7 p.m. Central. He's going to be wrapping things up by discussing the Republican fight for civil rights and American prosperity. Uh, is it going to be a good one, Jake? 
going to be a great one. Oh, it's going to be a great one. So, everyone, tune in. And, Go Herschel uh, Walker. And Christ and Culture. And, oh, it, oh, everyone's plugging their own shows. Yeah. Everyone watch your Newman own Report. shows. Newman Report. I want Everyone. an autographed Newman Report sweatshirt. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> now, uh, don't forget, yes, to actually... Go take a look at the new media store. And as a reminder, you can watch all four episodes of not only Jake's series, but all of our shows by going to the Freedom Project app. So if you don't have it, um, please do download it now. It is uh, free after all. So for all of us here at Freedom Project, thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. And thank you for just being you. But remember, visit our brand new Freedom Media store at freedomproject.com store. Until next time, keep voting, America. Thank <laughs> you.